here we are at the fortress of the Juridai. The elves that have taken the water druid and poisoned the oasis. They have reasons for why they have done what they have done. But killing innocents in order to protect your own people can never be justified. <laughs> At least not to me. Cled, that place will need protecting after all this is done. I worry for them. Anyhow, Desi will move on ahead, disguising herself as one of them. Create a distraction that allows myself, Zarn, and Mach to infiltrate the fortress and spirit the druid away from there. There's only 300 elves there. What can go wrong? Once you get within about 60 feet of the towers, you hear someone call down to you. Hark! Who's there? Don't shoot. Uh, I escaped from a mecha lot. I am elf looking for water. Your wineskin, does it have water in it? It has the poisoned water from or the, the, the dwarven pool. They say, approach slowly. Put your hands where we can see them. I obey. One of them comes down um, and approaches you. Uh, he's outfitted in uh, similar clothing to what Fanon was wearing and the garb that you had. Um, but he has uh, like a bone, like skull cap that's, you know, formed out of some pel the pelvis of some creature. Um, so it creates these two kind of like large kind of ear lobe lumps on either side of the, the skull. And uh, he's uh, carrying a bone short sword um, in one hand that's drawn out uh, towards you. And as he approaches, uh, he looks you up and down. You've already rolled your disguise. So he says, what tribe? You're not Juridai. No, I am a water hunter. I water escaped hunter. a Mechalot slave caravan a few days ago. I am seeking shelter and water. Is that the one that we, we assaulted from Uruk? It could be. We were attacked by elves. That would have been us. Why are you looking for water, though, if you have a what appears to be a full water skin? I got this water from a oasis just a few days, hours back. It tastes strange, but I will run out soon. <clears throat> he holds his hand out and he says, let me see it. Okay, he takes it, he opens up, he smells it. He takes a drink. Yes. This is from the Oasis. This should be fine for you. Here, have a drink. I will fake it to try to not drink as much as possible. Yeah, give me a disguise check. I mean, I know it doesn't quite fit, but it... it... I rolled a three. If we just do a, a, a straight-up dex check, then, yeah, you, you still succeed. You're able to uh, lift it back and pretend like you're taking a, a sip um, in a way that doesn't get um, any of the liquid inside your mouth. And then you can wipe away what's on your lips. And uh, they look at each other and they go, Very well, Elf. What's your name? Asira. Asira. Good to meet another of our kin, even if you are from a different tribe. Come, we will show you the hospitality of the Juridai. Um, and they escort you in to the fortress. And as you go in, you uh, begin to walk your way up the lane. It winds off to the right um, and you can see now the two large um, towers. They're roughly 50, 60 feet in diameter. And you can see that there's arrow slits all the way around the second story of the towers. 
and there's sort of a broken gate uh, in between them. Um, and they escort you through there, and as you enter into the uh, the inner courtyard of the keep itself, uh, you can see um, on balconies at the at the top of these two side towers, there's multiple sentries all looking down towards you. Um, people start to take notice and become interested. Um, no one approaches you the way that they did in Kled. Elves are, you know, very suspicious types and keep their distance as you enter. Um, and you can see the kind of ruined foundations of ancient structures on either side of the lane that goes into the courtyard itself. And you can see little campgrounds basically set up with tents and such and uh, set like groups of elven families huddled around the uh, sleeping uh, as morning approaches. Um, some of them already awake. There's a few sort of milling around. And uh, they uh, take you in to the inner courtyard all the way through towards the back. And you can now see that there is a pin. There's a, a single fence that is all composed of like bones and stones and any kind of debris or detritus they could stack together to make a, a, a fence. On the inside, uh, dozens, dozens, and dozens of kanks all kind of milling about and tittering and chittering. Um, and they bring you to a well that sits in the courtyard in front of the, the pen itself. And uh, they say, this water tastes sweeter. Drink your fill. Um, and you can drink uh, a half... You can drink a quart of water at this time before you can't drink any more um, for the moment. I would very much like to empty out my water skin and refill it. Okay, yeah, and they, they allow you to do it. They're like, yeah, the, uh, the herb that we put into the oasis, though uh, edible to us, is not very palatable still. Uh, and uh, loves you to drink your fill and uh, basically says... Uh, uh, I'll, then, then basically, like, make a long story short, he introduces you to um, some of the the uh, sort of the the elves in this area, who uh, are revealed to you are all uh, families, and uh, introduces you to an elf by the name of Tassa, and and he says, Tassa, come. This, I'm sorry. Say your name again. Asira. Asira is of the Water Hunters. She was in the caravan that we assaulted a few days ago and has been surviving somehow in the desert. See that she is taken care of well. Give her some food. And then he turns on his heels and uh, begins to walk away. He takes a few steps and then he stops Um and he thinks, and he turns, and there's this moment of, 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 of tense tension. Uh, and he says, When the sun has risen, present her to Tuga. And then off he goes. Uh, so what is your, what's your plan now? Um, Tassa basically introduces herself to you, and not a whole lot of chit-chat goes on. She doesn't ask you much about yourself, just brings you into one of the foundations um, closest to the well and introduces you to her family, her husband and her children, and the other families in this space, which there are probably four or five of them. Um, so probably about 20 or so people, all told, in here. Um, and she offers you some strips of dried meat. Uh... So, but what is your, what's your plan now? What is, what hour is it in the morning? Early morning. Sun still has not risen over the walls of the fortress. You can, however, now see that as you look up around you, uh, you can see the great tower ahead of you, 
um, that's on the north side of where the kank pins are. And you can see these broad walkways that go sort of around three sides of the fortress itself. And up there you can see dozens of elves um, either sleeping near the edge, little tents set up, and there's a handful, maybe a half a dozen here and there, uh, starting to get up and mill about. I will tell you what I want to know. The first thing is if I, if there is a conversation about the herbs that were put into the water supply of the dwarves, I would like to know if there is a non-magical antidote. The second thing that I would like is I would like to ask if there is a place where I can lie down, where that is dark and quiet, and if there is a way to escape from there. If there is not a place that I can escape from there, I will pretend I have to go to the bathroom and try to uh, become a free agent that way. There's plenty of shade, because you're still in the, um, sort of in the lee of the the fortress walls uh, as the sun is beginning to rise in the east, and the, the great the Great Tower, which is several stories tall, is is on the northeast side of that and casting its long shadow across the whole the whole fortress. In terms of like hiding, this is pretty open. There's no real dark corners around. If you ask though, um, A, Tassa knows um, nothing about the like she knows what the tribe did to the oasis. Um, but she doesn't know of any antidote herself and basically, you know, informs you that this is, this is beyond, um, her, her place and her position within the tribe. As far as using a, uh, needing to go to the bathroom, uh, she tells you that, um, there are latrines in the south gate tower. Um, which would, would have been the large tower that you passed on the south side of the main gate. Uh, and that's where everyone goes, up on the second floor. And she can take you there, if you'd like. Show you the way. Um, oh, there's no need. This is not a very complicated uh, layout that you have here. She says, I understand, but unfortunately, not being Juridai, we can't let you go around unaccompanied. So I will have to escort you there. Mm. And so she can escort you back through and lead you into the lower level of the south tower and then up uh, uh, a winding stair that leads to the second floor. Do we pass the kanks at any point? Uh, well, you were... Uh, you're, you go away from the kanks. What I would like to do is, as soon as the kanks are on the eyesight, I would like to go, Oh, kanks! And sprint to them. Do what I can to determine the locking mechanism. And if I have the window away from her, I would like to release whatever latch there is. Okay, um, you dart off, at which point she's taken it back. And at first, you you yell out, and uh, kanks, and she takes that for what it is and uh she goes she she starts to make her way towards you uh and you get to the gate and you can see that it's simple there's no lock or anything it's just like a a long femur bone of some creature that lies in basically lies in kind of two uh two slots that keeps it shut and so you can toss it toss it up easily. But discreetly? Uh discreetly no, because it is a large, like five foot long femur bone that probably weighs about thirty pounds. I'm going to open it to the point where it is loose, but I won't get all the way in. Uh she says No, you can't go in there. Then I'll stop as soon as it's loose. <laughs> it's... And I will apologize. I will say, I love them. We do not have many where I am from. Uh, she, uh, give me a charisma check. I rolled a nine out of 17. She's, she's kind of irate. She says, come back from there now. So I'm going to go with her to, to the, to the latrines. 
Okay. So you leave. Uh, I assume, I mean, as you leave, she turns and looks at the gate and secures the bone back in place. Uh, and she's now very suspicious and she's, she's kind of not happy. And she's like, come, come along, hurry. And, uh, and takes you up to the latrines. Now you're in the second level of this South Tower and you can see these, these are the kind of latrines that are just kind of literally poop shoots on the side of a building, um, that open up and to basically just let all of the waste drain down the side into the into the ca- uh, canyon below. Then I'm going to be very, very quick in the latrine and go back with uh, Tessa and see if I can find a place to sleep. So um, she goes back, uh, you, you, you use the latrine, and then you go back down to that um, little hovel area where her and her family are. She kind of keeps a close eye on you, but you can find a place sort of up against the wall um, to, like, kind of in a corner in the foundation where you can kind of roll over and pretend to sleep. And how much time do I have before Ma'ak is going to check in with me? Uh, at this point, um, it's probably just about a half an hour has passed, so Ma'ak. Desi, can you hear me? Are you safe to communicate? I will tell you things are not great. They have an elf on me like a shadow. I cannot get close to the kanks. I am waiting, looking for an opportunity to perhaps um, run to the kanks, but it looks like if there is going to be a distraction, it is going to be me, and I am going to be mm-hmm. caught. Yes. Yes. What, uh, do you know what the plans are for you? Are you welcome to stay long-term, or must you leave in the morning? They want me to see their chief come morning, which is in only a few hours. We can't rescue you and... The, the druid. We can't rescue you both. Can you win this chief over? Do you think you can uh, gain their trust and be welcome to stay? Maybe you'll be able to move around a little more tomorrow, or even be allowed to sleep amongst the bachelors on the south wall, and then maybe when they're asleep, you can uh, sneak in there and find the priest. Or We need to know where he is before we assault. My only concern is the time. I don't know if we have days for your companions, our companions, to not have water for this long. Hmm. Um, if I am to make contact with this water druid, is there any ways that you can make contact with the water druid? Having never met, I, I don't think so. While you guys are talking, Desi, give me a wisdom check. I got a five out of fifteen. There is a moment. Tassa uh, is starting to cook breakfast, and her husband is up helping, and her children are kind of starting to run amok, and two of them get into a fight with each other, and it turns into sort of an all-out brawl between the two children, and Tassa and her husband both completely lose focus on you as they go to separate the children. I am going now. I am going to be as sneaky as possible. You begin to move off. You you look over and you creep over the wall, rolling, and then you make a quick dash towards the kank uh, pin. Nobody seems to have noticed you uh, making your way over there. I am going to slip into the kank pen, leave it open, and when if I sneak between kanks, can I see how it is in Tower 8? There is a stairway that leads up the south side of the pen, along the wall of the fortress, up to the second floor, and you can see a doorway up there. So, th- moving through the kanks, you could get to that stairway up and into the tower. I am going to um I'm going to do that as stealthily as possible. When I am in front of the door, is there any rocks that are um loose that I can shove over because I would like to create a kank stampede? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of um loose rocks and debris everywhere. 
In that case, I am going to push a lot of debris down onto the kanks and hope they stampede. Okay. Um, and you're doing this from from the wall? Mm. Okay. You uh, get to the top of the wall and you kind of duck down because as you come up and you look right over the edge towards the level of the the floor up here on the wall, you can now see that there are dozens of elves lying, still sleeping. A few are kind of milling about on the other side, but haven't looked your way and noticed. And so you kind of crouch down, you grab a, a loose stone from the stair, and you just toss it right off the edge. And it hits the back of a kank, which rears up and screeches, uh, and then um, starts to jostle, and all of the kanks start to go wild, especially as that one um, starts racing through um, in its pain and fury. And um, sure enough, uh, the kanks start to climb and crawl over the fence itself and out into the uh, the courtyard beyond where all of the families are. And they start to knock everything over. The gate then gets busted. And all of the kanks are all over the place at this point. If I am still connected to Ma'ak, I want to say, no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> I will immediately then end the mind link. Uh, I will snap out of my meditation. So it doesn't take long. We'll go now. And I will uh, basically grab that rope, look up at the top of the cl uh, cliff, or even towards the top of the tower, uh, bend my legs, my powerful legs, into a, uh, into a powerful crouch, and then uh, activate levitation, which I uh, need a 9, and I roll an 11. So I have succeeded yeah, we'll, we'll say that you can you can push off with your jump, and then that basically gets you 40 feet. And at which point, up on the wall, Desi, you see five sentries rush out uh, the uh, opposite side of the tower. So you're, you're on the wall that meets into the tower from the west, and you see uh, the wall that leads out of the north side of the tower. Five century, elven sentries come rushing out looking down at the uh, uh, kanks. And two of them spot you and point and say, You there! Halt! And one of them draws a bow. Oh my god, the kanks are going crazy! And then I will jump into uh, the, the spire. Okay, give me a charisma check on that. I rolled an 11 out of 17. This kind of throws them for a loop disarms them somewhat and it gives you time to dart into the spire as they look down and then they look back and you hear one of them yell where'd she go uh but now you're inside the tower as you go into it's a, it's basically just a large round um chamber with uh similar arrow slits all the way around uh another door that exits out to the north side and this tower actually has doors on them that lock from that latch from the inside um and you can see as you run in um from where you were that door over there there are the five centuries perhaps 20 feet out beyond that door and starting to turn to head back your way theoretically if you use your entire move your movement rate is 12 correct running you could go up to 120 feet um, of your movement. So, oh god. So is so are there stairs down? Is there any way to hide other stairs down? Yeah, there's stairs down. And like I said, the door I'm to the, go down. the doors. There's the door that you came in, and the door to the north that all those five sentries ran out ran out of. And those doors have big, heavy um, wooden beams that allow you to lock them from the inside. And then there's a, uh, a stairwell that spirals down. Well, I, they said dungeon, right? They said they kept him in the dungeon, so I want to go down. Okay, so you start running down the stairs, and those sentries are hot on your heels as they start to uh, backtrack and run back into the, the tower. Wait, are they chasing me? Yeah, they're chasing you. Like, two of them are chasing you. You have to save the people! They're going to kill all the people! Take cover! 
Uh, let's see. Give me, give me that charisma check again. Oh, I rolled a 16 out of 17. Okay, you just barely make it. They, they seem confused by this, and it gives you enough time. It halts them long enough for you to dart off down the stairs. You're uncertain whether you convinced them or not. Off you go down the stairs. Now, back to the group. Uh, Ma'ak, you have made it up. Terrific. Uh, are there any elves up here? As I kind of peek my head over the side before no, pulling myself No, um, the over. top of the tower is broken away, so there's no there's no ceiling or anything. You can look basically down into the second story floor. And as you do, you, you just glimpse Desi running down the stairs, and you look ahead directly north, and you can see that open doorway with the big wooden... It's a big uh, wooden door. There's basically a, a bar that can be thrown across it to lock it from the inside. Um, and you can see two sentries are running back to... Like, running into... Or running towards the doorway from the the wall beyond. With one of my forearms, I will jam one of the points of Desi's grappling hook into a rocky outcropping here in this broken tower, toss okay. the rope down to my companions, then with my uh, telekinesis, I will gesture uh, at that lock and lock it. Give me your Mac. Oh, yes! I needed a 9 and I rolled a 13. Okay, so... Yeah, the door, basically the um, the bar itself is on a hinge, so it's just kind of in an up position, and all it has to do is just be thrown down, and as you throw it down, it kind of forces the door shut uh, behind it, and then it falls into place, just as the guards bang into the door and begin pounding on it. Down at the bottom, um, you guys, Boast and Zarn, you're going to have to, because the rope is 50 feet, you're going to have to climb up, that's 80, you're going to have to climb 30 feet up the, the canyon to reach the, the rope. So give me dex, dex checks on that. 11 under 15. I rolled a 11 as well. You're both moving at a slower pace. Um, but in that round, you basically, you use your entire round to get up to the rope. And Zarn, you are uh, just below Boast when he reaches the rope. So next round, um, you'll be able to actually start climbing. So back up to the top, Desi, you run down into the lower level. And uh, you can see now that there is a, uh, again, it's the same size room. Um, there do not appear to be any exits from this space. And there is a large metal grate set into the floor, and you can see something down there. Some form um, amongst a bunch of other smaller forms sort of squirming around uh, in down in, inside that dungeon. I'm going to just start saying hello in Sraikrin. Uh You get a sort of surprised response in Thrykreen. Who's there? Another one of the elves come to torment me. I will say no. What is your village? My village? I have no village. I am looking for a water druid that is the, um... That was with the dwarves of Cled. I am the water druid, but I do not dwell in Cled. I am from the oasis, and I have been brought here by elves. You are the one I am looking for, then. What do I have to do to get you out? Are there keys? Do I have to tear off this grate? If I pull on the grate, does it come off? The grate is like a trap door. And it has a, um, basically where it shuts, it has sort of two loops that intersect with each other, and then it has an iron spike driven through those loops to hold it in place. So all you have to do is just remove the iron spike. I'm going to sling it open. The Thrykreen down there, you can now see um, that there are large 
lizards, like maybe about two to three feet long, like all over the place down there amongst this dungeon as well, surrounding the Thrykreen. And the Thrykreen uh, looks up and says, How do I know I can trust you? Well, I am the one letting you out. I will tell you it's right now. Uh, there is, um... Uh, the kanks are stampeding. Um, please don't eat me. Please come and... You look like an elf to me. You look much like the others. How do I not know that you are from some rival tribe? Come to take me to another pin. Well, it is... Uh, it is... Okay, hold on. Gotta go back to the rest of the group. That's enough That's enough. Enough chit-chatting in this round. Okay, so... Okay, Maak, what are you doing? Um, also, at this point... Um, I'm I'm basically using Desi's uh, initiative role for everybody, so that that's going to be uh, basically what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask for everybody's actions at this point. So Desi's already done her. We're going down to ground level at this point. So what is Maak doing? Okay, well Maak is guarding this rope until he knows his companions are basically as close to the top as he can. He can wait. He is has his eye on the place he saw Desi disappear into, but mostly he's on guard for anyone coming either towards her or towards us as we're assaulting this castle, essentially. So you're holding your action. Okay, so what is Boast doing? Well, we're climbing, right? So four and Zarn is four. And for this, you just need to give me strength checks. Um, And yeah, Zarn and Boast, you get to go first. All right, I rolled 13 under 21. Okay, so you are off and up, and you're able to get to the top of the rope and the tower this round and pull yourself over. Um, Zarn. I rolled a 17 out of 16. So this is basically what happens. You get a few feet up the rope and realize you don't have the strength to be able to do this. You're going to need help. Um, you can hold on tight, but somebody's going to have to pull you up. Perhaps someone like me. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to shout up. Uh, pull me up! And I begin doing just that. Okay, so and that, that will be your action next round. So, uh, Maak, as you stand there, um, an elf from the western doorway uh, rushes in. Uh, with a with a uh, short bone sword drawn, uh, and as soon as it as he sees you, he begins to race towards you. How far is he from me at this moment? Uh, about twenty feet. I'm gonna wait until he's within eighteen, <laughs> and then I will throw two of my chachkachas. Okay, give it to me. I roll a twelve and a fourteen. My thaco is eleven. And and you hit both. All right, so they each do die six plus two, and I do six, ten points of damage total. Okay, yeah, you throw the first uh, chatkcha, uh, which embeds itself in the elf's chest, and the next one flies and embeds itself in the elf's head, and it crumples to the ground before it can even make a, a yelp of pain. Then in the blink of an eye, I have leapt forward and have already recovered them. Um, yeah, you race over, and um, you will have to use part of your action next time to dig them out. Um, so, uh, back around to Boast, and you can still hear the sound of pounding on the north door. Uh, and you can now see um, outside the, the the doorway that that elf just came in to the west, um, a bunch of elves are now coming to the alarm. They've, they've heard the sound of, of battle taking place in the tower, and they're preparing themselves to charge. Um, this door also has a bolt that you can throw down and uh, lock, lock it from the inside. Um, but not this round. You don't have time to do that this round. Back down to uh, Desi. All right. I am going to take my braids... And push them back over my human-looking ears and say, I am not an elf, I am a human. I have a family. 
Is it works with the dwarves to get the timbers? This is a very, very small window that we have to escape. Will you please come with me? There is another Cycrene that is on the battlements. If you come up with me now, you can meet him and know that you are safe, but we must move. Hurry. Give me a charisma check. I didn't make it. I rolled an 18 out of 17. Uh, well, no, but I'm giving you bonuses. So you do make it. Um, and <clears throat> you see the Thrycreen kind of like tilt its head up at you. Um, and you see its antennae kind of flicker and the two black dots inside its large, large eye kind of uh, dilates. And uh, it its mandibles begin to titter. And in Thrycreen, he says, There is another Thrycreen above. His name is Ma'ak, and he probably needs our help. Very well, I will come with you, but if this turns out to be a trap, you will taste my wrath. Do we let these lizard things go? Will they be distraction, or will they eat me? If you get too close to these creatures, they will try to devour you. Then you must hurry up, and I am going to shut the trap. He climbs up out of the pen, um, and begins to follow you up the stairs. That's your turn. Back down, um, Boast, you can begin to pull uh, Zarn up. Give me a strength check. 11 under 21. Uh, you very easily pull Zarn up. Quickly. Pull, boy, pull! And, and you can you can grab their hand and pull them right up over the wall, and uh, now you are all here in the tower. Uh, now for Ma'ak... Uh, you can, uh, let's see, at this point, two more elves manage to break, th get get through the door before you can rush over to shut it. All right, fantastic. Then I will attempt to use telekinesis once more to shut and lock the door. I need a nine, and I roll a 13 again. Awesome. So I succeed. Just as the elves reach the doorway, you slam the door shut and close the bar um, in one fell swoop and they begin to pound on the door also. Now, however, you look to the north, and you see two sentries have climbed up the outside of the wall and are now staring, standing, uh, looking down upon you from the ruined uh, top of the, the crumbling wall, and they are drawing short bows uh, and firing down on into the group. Uh, one fires towards you, uh... Uh, Ma'ak, and it goes wide, and the arrow uh, hits the ground and shatters. And the other one, they target Boast. Uh, and what is your AC? Six. No, that one also. That arrow goes wide and shatters on the stone wall behind you as well. They're using bone arrows with simple, um, single, just tapered shafts, and so the bones just, just completely rupture as they hit um <clears throat> so uh desi um you and the druid uh race up the steps and uh the rest of you see her emerge from below with this um druid thrycreen um and as the thrycreen spots uh, ma'ak uh well ma'ak you you understand the body language and you can tell that um uh, what at first was uh, an individual that was uh, filled with anxiety and caution and dread um, now completely relaxes as uh, he sees Kin. He says, Thrycreen, I am Tick-Click Chick of the Oasis. Greetings to you, mighty teacher. I wish you great hunt luck. Please come with us. As I now gesture to one of the elves who is uh, up on the wall there, I'd like to use a psionic ability if I could. Okay. The loose stone that he's grabbing <laughs> to support himself, I'd like to use ballistic attack on that and just fling it off the wall. Okay. So give me the Mac for that. I'm sorry, I fail. You attempt, but um, you see the rock wiggle, um, but it does not move. Uh, and that's going to then bring us around. Okay. Uh, initiative order. So, what is Boast doing? Well, we need to get away as quickly as possible. Down the same way, I suppose. Well, there you can hear that the doors, um, the elves outside have um, put together some kind of battering ram. 
and you can hear on the north door the first indications of them trying to batter the door down. Are there any kind of, like, uh, slit windows that, you know, a guard might fire an arrow out of, but that would allow us to see outside at all? So you can, so you, there is an arrow slit that is between the two doors that looks down into the kank pin and the, uh, the courtyard itself. And then there are four more arrow slits that look out um, beyond the, the fortress walls, down into the canyon itself. Uh, but there are no arrow slits that actually look out onto the walls of the fortress itself. And what can I see by the Kenk pit? Uh, you can see there is absolute chaos down in the courtyard as... Um, dozens and dozens of kanks are stampeding all over the place. Um, you can see several uh, elven bodies here and there, especially amongst the uh, the areas where the families uh, were uh, had their abodes set up. And uh, you can see across the way to the north wall, uh, there are dozens of elves that have all come to and are just running back and forth. Um, in complete pandemonium. I look back at Desi and I go, ah, impressive. I have many sins to atone for. Well, you can atone for them later. Let's begin climbing down. I'll, I'll cover our backs and I'll come down last. I would like to just climb down without the rope so somebody else can climb down the rope while I climb down the, ro- the what's wall. Your, what's your percentage on climb wall? 50. Okay. So... You Okay, so you can begin to climb down easily. Uh, and uh, next. Ma'ak steps forward. He says, uh, he says in Thrykreen, which he expects everyone to understand, uh, he basically just says fast, 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 fast. And he goes down the rope first. And basically, Aaron, I am going to drop the last 30 feet. But I will activate inertial barrier as I do so, which is another one of my telepathic, well, telekinetic abilities, actually, um, which I uh, I make this time, uh, <laughs> barely, again. But uh, what this does, amongst other things, is it will have falling damage. So, instead of three, we'll take three die six, but have it. And then everybody else can basically just drop... At uh, whatever height they're comfortable taking half damage from, and they can do. Oh, so this will this will affect everybody. It lasts a round. Yep. Okay. So, so yeah, um, you take you drop it at at thirty feet. Right. Right. Uh, well, it, it surrounds me in a th- three yard diameter around me, but it's it's an inertial barrier so anything coming in or out or i imagine falling damage anything falling into it as well all that kind of so stuff so basically falling in, into your space is where they need to be targeting themselves right okay. so i'm going to stand directly beneath the rope and uh you know i will wait for boast okay you know last. so you you go down um and you drop the last 30 feet um and setting off your inertial damping damper or inertial barrier and uh, you end up uh, hitting the ground hard, but cushioned, taking six points of damage. Followed by uh, to click. So he does the same thing, dropping down into your space. Uh, and he ends up taking, okay. And then we're going to be followed by uh, Zarn. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to try and scurry down the rope as much as I can, and then I will just let go and see what happens. Okay, give me a strength check on the rope climbing. I rolled a four, and I have 16 strength. Okay, so you're able to get down. In this round, you're able to get down to the bottom of the rope. Um, Next round is when you can choose whether or not you want to jump and take that leap of faith. As you begin, however, as you begin to lower yourself over the wall and start to climb down, one of the doors uh, is battered open and four elves come charging in to face you boast as you um, as you now stand as the only thing separating uh, your companions uh, <clears throat> and the elves. This is my moment. 
let's see. They are all using short swords. Um, and you are going to be using a short sword, I assume, correct? Yes, I will use the, was it the sword of Camelok? So the three elves come rushing in and they get to you first. Um, and uh, two of them land uh, mighty, mighty blows against you. Uh, as they come racing in, they yell, Die, you mule scum! How dare you infiltrate the fortress of the Juridai! And uh, swings his short sword wildly, coming down, you sidestep, and you just you just get the tip of the blade as it, as it cuts through um, uh, and just, just scrapes against your chest, lead, leaving a red mark dripping, doing one point of damage. And then the other elf races up uh, from to his side and thrusts um, under his swing... And that hits you in the meat of your uh, of your side for three points of damage, um, barely a scratch. Uh, and then the third um, comes swinging in wildly and uh, misses you all together. And you can now go. Then I will uh, move to attack with the the short sword. I get eleven under thirteen. Yeah, you easily hit. Give me damage. So four plus nine, thirteen. You you swing the sword. Uh, just the mass of your arm ripples as the cords of muscle clinch and push this blade through the air, and you take the top of the first elf's head off above the jaw in one clean swipe. Then the other two uh, uh, swing and stab at you again. Uh, they both end up hitting, doing one and four points of damage, uh, as you, again, uh, deftly, uh, maneuver in a way that reduces, um, the, uh, the amount of damage and bite that they can give, um, and then you can go again. I roll two. Your modified is, is, uh, a three, which just barely hits. You um, you take a couple steps back as these two these flurry of, of short sword blows come in and and bite uh, you know shallowly into your flesh and you kind of reactively swing um, and just barely uh, uh, connect with one of the uh, elves. Give me damage again. That's five plus nine, fourteen. Fourteen, but it's enough. Um, you're able to hold your uh, uh, composure and you again take another head completely off at the shoulders this head goes flying over the parapet and comes tumbling down the cliff face uh, and you hear that dull hollow thunk 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 crack and then the third elf seeing both of his companions dispatched with a single blow from this massive mule turns uh, uh drops his short sword altogether and and backs up and says i yield i yield run away and then i begin climbing down myself long story short you're all able to get to the bottom um as you get to the end of the rope uh, you end up having to take that leap of faith down into uh down towards maak and, uh, let's see, uh, Desi, you have climbing, you actually make it all the way down. Zarn, you end up taking four points of damage from the fall. And then, uh, Boast, you end up taking, uh, six points of damage from the fall. Ugh, taking quite a lot of damage now, down to nine. And now you can see, um, that elves are shouting down from the parapet into the into the uh 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 canyon uh and and yelling and brandishing their weapons there's a few pot shots 
that get made in your direction with uh, people firing short bows down at you, but they just clatter and explode off of the stones. And the, the group of you can race off down the canyon. And uh, there's a few harrowing moments where uh, you can see elves uh, attempting to pursue. At one point, uh, you can see a dozen elves pursuing behind you. And to click says, stop, I will do something. And begins to cast one of his druidic spells. And you can see dozens of snakes begin to crawl out of the stones all around you and begin to uh, uh, slither off towards the elves. This should slow them down some. Uh, As you see, you know, as you hear the the sound of poisonous rattles um, heading off towards the elves. And it seems to have done the trick because you um, lose the elves soon after that. And by now, the heat of the sun is starting to bake down upon the Stony Barrens. And after about another uh, few hours, basically you end up taking to click not back to Kled, but to the Oasis. And what you witness him do there is over the next few hours, he systematically begins to cast a myriad of druidic spells where he drains the water from the oasis itself and then casts a neutralize spell on the ground. And then slowly the, the... the oasis begins to fill back up from the underground spring that feeds it. And you can feel the heat of the, of the water as it is, you know, volcanically fed, begin to uh, waft off of the surface. Uh, and not long after that, um, you see dwarves from Kled begin to show up at the oasis any and every able-bodied individual who still has some vitality left in them comes with barrels and buckets and wineskins and anything they can possibly use to gather water. And it's not long after that that the oasis is completely full once more and to click unceremoniously without thanking you recedes off into the vegetation of the oasis itself and just vanishes. And the oasis has been returned to its pristine state. And whether or not there will be retaliation by the Jurudai is uncertain, but to click, Chick did not seem to be particularly concerned. The last thing that he says to you before he descends off into the vegetation disappears. It says, The elves found me off guard. It will not happen again. They will not attempt this blasphemy a second time. I will see to it. The oasis of Kled is now safe once more. Drink, drink of it. But do not take too much. And remember... Do not abuse this land, which I am the keeper of. Thank you for providing for our clutch, mighty Ixed. He says nothing else and recedes off into the vegetation and disappears. You can all drink your fill and make your way back to the village of Kled, where there is rejoicing and celebration. Um, But it's going to be a long road of recovery for the villagers as they slowly begin to rehydrate themselves. And you realize that the casualties were greater than you expected. A third of the village has died from dehydration over the past um, three days. Uh, And just in the past few hours since you left, there were five more that died, three of them children. So, um, you can stay for what it's worth and, and help the villagers recuperate and help transport water back and forth from the oasis until everyone can be restored. And I will leave it here to let each of you decide uh, 
What is next for yourself? Let us begin with Ma'ak. Well, Ma'ak finds himself very confused because he is suddenly feeling uh, that while his quest lies elsewhere and he must still recover this ancestral weapon of his people, he feels that to leave these sleepers that he's been traveling with for so many days now feels almost like leaving the clutch and he realizes what has happened to him that he's made a new one so he is lingering to see what his friends will do and so while the amber wedge will never be far from his mind uh he must provide for his clutch zarn what are they doing I made a promise, and I keep, I always keep my promises. Uh, Zarn puts their hand on Ma'ak and says, We got an appointment with an amber wedge. Desi, during these few days that you've been in the village helping um, restore life to the people... Uh, you were awoken in the middle of the night by a voice in your head. It's a, a thin, sinister male voice. You don't recognize, and it says, Desi, Dorata, you will be found, and you will pay for what you have done to your family's name. I will see to it. But who that could possibly be, you have no idea, as you awake in a cold sweat. What will you now be doing? Well, I have absolutely no intention of returning to Yorick. One of the things that I am considering, <laughs> I would very much like to have a separate wine skin to the ones that I have the good water in and I would like to create the Elven concoction in another wine skin the intention of creating an immunity with my Elven half to the poison that the Elves made and how do you see yourself with these other individuals that you have now been traveling with for the past several days I believe that I have no other options than to go where they go. And to be true, I never thought that I would have a unit that works as well as I worked with my brother, and I am surprised to find myself trusting them more. I want to go where they go. Hopefully, to the next city on the map. Okay, and finally, boast. So... In the days since you have returned to Kled and helped the village um, recover, Baroness comes to you one day and says, You are a mighty warrior and very strong. I do not know how much life I have left in me, but it would be a very... Humble, humble request that you consider staying here in this little village and become one of us. Having received the sword from this village, being the carrier of it, I do feel that I am its protector. We protected them, we... We saved many lives, but there are still many, many dangers left, and they are very vulnerable. So it does make a lot of sense for me to stay here. I feel a lot of kinship with these dwarves. I, I come from that kind of background myself, in, in, in a way, my, my dual heritage, human and dwarven. I think I can do a real difference here, and I have no hurry to get back to the city where I might just become enslaved again and be put back into the, the gladiator pits. Now I can make a real difference here. I can wield the sword and I can protect these people. And together we can rebuild this town. That's as 
a worthy way to spend my life, whatever I have left of it. And that's what I will do. And so you do. And you settle in. Baroness gives you a home of a family that unfortunately passed in the recent events from dehydration. And you become the village champion. And Ma'ak, Zarn, and Desi, the day comes when your when your usefulness here has seen its way through to the end, and you set back off out into the great burning wastes of Athos. As you're about to leave then, you look back and you see me remaining behind with with the dwarves of Cled. I go back and I I I take your your face in my hands and I say whoever carried you whoever brought you into this world they could not have known the greatness that you were bound for. You have a a great strength burns within you. See to it that that fire is never extinguished. And then I walk away. <laughs> and I, I look after you wanting to, to say something, but I feel like you've said it already and I feel much the same. I will miss Zarn. I am just going to fling my arms around your neck and squeeze long past until it has become awkward and well into it becoming untenable. And then I will just say, you are my favorite. As were you. We will see each other again, don't worry. I'll be right here. I hope so. I hope so. You keep well. You too. Well, you see, you find that Mark is standing next to you. He's sort of examining you with a bright, uh, with a, um, a bright color in his eyes. And um, he uh, reaches out to you with his telepathy so that he knows that you'll understand him. He says, you are the pack leader now for these dwarves. It is a heavy responsibility, but you can do it. But know that we are Mach. We are clutchmates now. And that is not just for one life, but for the cycle. And with that, he will reach out. He's very curious to know. He will use an ability that he very rarely uses and has never used on a non-Thrykreen. Um, but he is going to reach out to Boast and examine him with incarnation awareness to see what he might have been in another life and if our paths had crossed before. Well, what you get from him is this, in, this intensely strong will that is difficult to break through. Um, and so you have to push forward and what you see is, well, in terms of, have you passed paths before? Ah, this is something you cannot see. But what you can see are many, many lives stretching back eons of heroic deeds and intense life. And he's back to do it again. Of course. I will share with you through Mindlink some of the things that I've seen. And so you can all walk off into the sunset now, or the sunrise, or the blazing, baking, Athasian sun, but you can make your way off. And, and you can decide where that path will ultimately take you when, when next we find ourselves together. 
You have listened to an episode of Red Moon Roleplaying, where we play the scenario A Little Knowledge for Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition and the Dark Sun setting. This has been a collaboration with our friends at the podcast Adventure Hook. The story will continue for Ma'ak and Desi in Adventure Hook's new Twitch show. Do check them out. Our dungeon master was Aaron Campbell, and Matthias was joined by Robert Randall, Amadeo Torturo, and Emily O'Hara. The music was made by Eger Sonus and was used with permission from their label, Cryochamber. Check out their website at cryochamber.bandcamp.com or their YouTube channel for some moody, dark ambient. We would like to give massive thanks to our champions of the Red Moon, Martin Hoyshaubert, Nastasha Rollerson, Simon Cooper, David, Julia, Camilla, Ludwig Manfort, and Bob DeLang for their generous support. And we would, of course, also like to thank all of our other patrons. Without your support, the show would not be possible. If you want to support our work, please check us out on Patreon. You can get access to bonus campaigns for Cultivated Lost and Coriolis there, as well as get early and raw access to all of our recordings. You can also hear your name read on the show as a champion of the Red Moon, as well as play cult with us. Most importantly, that support is what keeps the show going, so do check us out there. Thank you again for listening. And remember, water is life.